0: Hello and welcome to the program UFO Warning. In this episode we ask, has the depersoning of David Grush begun? Yes, that's correct. Has the depersoning of David Grush begun? Now if you've been watching the news lately, there's been talk about uh, whistleblower David Grush having his uh, medical records released by someone within the intelligence community. That was the accusation or implication by Ross Coulter. It looks like it might be not quite that simple. It seems uh, The Intercept has recently produced an article uh, talking about um, one, possibly two uh, mental health crises that uh, David Gresh suffered. And instead of just treating this as a medical emergency, that's how I see this, it's not as some horrible thing. It appears to me, at least, that this guy is really just being attacked. It looks an awful lot like so much of the depersoning that we have seen happen to ufo whistleblowers in the past we're going to take a look at a couple articles today and the definition of uh, what is a limited hangout so hang on you know this story really is kind of dark around the edges i think it we have this guy's come forward to congress he's made a lot of allegations about things he says were said to him uh, david gresh garnered a lot of attention and then we had uh, two stories break the last couple days. Uh, one in which uh, Ross Coulter was saying, hey, his medical records have been leaked. And then this most recent article by The Intercept saying, no, these aren't medical release medical records released. These are simply uh, informa- documents that we obtained from the local sheriff's office uh, through a FOIA request. And we'll get into it. And then you, the whole thing leads us to the question of, is this just an unfortunate episode in this poor man's life? Or was he targeted by the deep state to create a limited hangout? And we'll get into what a limited hangout is and how it plays in in just a minute. But first, I want to look at this article from DailyMail.co.uk. It says, UFO whistleblower claims the government is trying to leak his medical records in an effort to smear his credibility after his testimony was slammed by head of Pentagon office as insulting. And the subtitle says, the U.S. intelligence community has been accused of trying to discredit a UFO whistleblower by revealing his mental health issue. David Grush delivered bombshell testimony last month in Congress about alleged government UFO programs. Investigative journalist Ross Coulter says a news outlet was given his medical records and the source could only be the intelligence community. Now, this article is written by Will Potter for DailyMail.com. Now this was uh, released uh, yesterday, uh, August 9th, 2023, a UFO whistleblower who delivered bombshell congressional testimony last month has sensationally claimed the government is trying to leak his medical record to destroy his credibility. David Grush, a former high-ranking intelligence official, revealed to lawmakers details about a secret government program to retrieve non-human technology. But after his testimony captured headlines about the alleged covert operation he claims the intercept informed him it planned to publish an article about his past struggles with mental health and PTSD. Wow. I'll read that again. But after his testimony captured headlines about the alleged covert operation he claims the intercept informed him it planned to publish an article about his past struggles with mental health and PTSD you know, I guess this is what you can expect if you take on the deep state. Maybe this is maybe this is the, the soft power as opposed to the hard power. It says local sheriffs allegedly denied being the source of the leak, leading investigative journalist Ross Coulter to conclude the only possible source of information can be the intelligence community. Now we're gonna get into this because this sounds not correct to me and you can make up your own mind. I'm gonna put the links to both these articles at the Buy Me A Coffee website. And by the way, thank you to those that support the program. Uh, some kind person uh, bought me a $50 pot of coffee and someone put in one for 20 That's awesome. It really helps the program. Thanks, guys. Now, anyway, it goes on here. It says, Grush made several sensational claims as he appeared before Congress in July, including suggesting the government had killed people to cover up its operations and that the U.S. had been in possession of UFOs since the 1930s. I'll say it again. You know, that's what the code name for that is wet weather and that's the one you know when i was doing a little bit of youtube stuff which really didn't work out too much for me i put that video up about wet weather and man i got a nasty letter nasty response from youtube it really seemed to hit a nerve with those guys i don't know you know you can find all kinds of crazy stuff on there but if you talk about wet weather and people being killed over being ufo whistleblowers didn't name any names just went over some articles but man that put a fire under somebody Anyway, he says he was among three military whistleblowers who testified under oath in July that they had firsthand encounters and knowledge about secret government programs involving technology that is non human. His remarks were condemned, however, by the head of the Pentagon UFO office, Sean Kirkpatrick, who slammed Gresh's claims as insulting. Yeah, you know, we talked about that. I just think that's unprofessional the way that this uh, memo was leaked on, I think it was on LinkedIn, LinkedIn or something, and then somebody posted it to social media, some anonymous person. Just seemed like a real sketchy way to handle that situation, I thought. Uh, my opinion. Grush now believes the backlash to his testimony from officials has extended further with the alleged articles released reportedly said to have publicized his PTS grief and depression struggles. But Coltart, who previously interviewed Grush, said the information about the intelligence official's personal issues should never have been available. This is a document. That if the media had done the right thing, would be in police de- would be in his police department file in the county sheriff's office, he told News Nation. Well, that's exactly where they got it from. We'll find that out here in a minute. He said, Grush assumed the journalists who obtained the files sourced them through the sheriff's office, but claims they confirmed the leak did not come from them. That, that's where it gets sketchy. The only other place that had this information is the intelligence community. The intelligence community leaked it, he said. Now well, he's making an assumption, and you got to be careful because we're talking. The stakes here are high, so we need to be careful with this stuff. The intercept has been contacted for comment over the alleged leak, and then it goes on. It says Coulthard added, when he sat down with Grush, he admitted to his past mental health issues, which were never deemed bad enough for intelligence officials to remove his security clearance. That's correct. When I asked him whether there was any dirt that anybody could drag out to discredit him, he barely thought it was worth mentioning, but he acknowledged that he'd suffered from PTSD when he returned from, from Afghanistan, Coulter said. The intelligence community and the Defense Department clearly accepted that there was no issue because he was allowed to keep his security clearance. David served his country honorably and with distinction. He's a decorated officer. Grush explained his mental health issues in a statement regarding the potential article, saying his struggles when he returned from Afghanistan were worsened by the loss of a close friend. Quote, I was personally affected again years later when a close friend of mine, an intelligence officer who was serving in the Air Force Special Operations Command at the time, took his own life shortly after we last spoke, Grush said. Wow, that must have been tough quote I am proud to be transparent on this manner and I'm glad I got the help I needed to continue my intelligence career. It really bothers me that they're coming up you know really attacking this guy in a situation trying to attack his credibility because of this issue is health issue, mental health issue that he's that he has had to deal with. Anyway, he goes on and says for anyone to seek use, for anyone to seek to use the suffering of veterans People who are dealing with PTSD is utterly reprehensible. It's it's contemptible and it should be expected, Colford said. Wow. There should be an investigation into how a sensitive file like this was so obviously leaked within the intelligence community to try and discredit a good human being. And then it says, In July, Gresh was among three people who testified before Congress with intimate details of the U.S. government's efforts to allegedly conceal UFO activity. At one point during the first of its kind hearing, he even appeared to suggest the government had killed people to keep its program a secret. Representative Tim Burchett, Republican in Tennessee, asked Grush, personally, have you heard anyone has been murdered? To which Grouse said, I have to be careful answering that question. I directed people with that knowledge to the appropriate authorities. Scary stuff. Grush also claimed he had been told by multiple credible intelligence officials that of the US government, had recovered non human aircraft that had biological pilots inside them. The effort to retrieve the allegedly alien craft also saw multiple colleagues of his injured by the UFOs. We've talked about this extensively and about Dr. Gary Nolan studying that out there at Berkeley. He was sworn in along with Ryan Graves and an esteemed former pilot and Navy fighter pilot commander David Fravor, who witnessed the 2000, infamous 2004 Tic Tac UFO. The story saw Graves and several other military officers claim to encounter a large, smooth object during a a routine training exercise. Speaking about the the notorious incident last month, he said the craft was far superior to anything that we had at the time, have today, or looking to develop in the next 10 years. Fravor described the tic-tac object as being perfectly white, smooth, and had no windows, with two little objects that came out of the bottom. It was amazing to see. I told my buddy I wanted to fly it. Fravor said during the first of its kind hearing, "I'm not like a UFO fanatic. That's not me. But I will tell you that what we saw with four sets of eyes over five minutes. Still, there's nothing we have, nothing close to it." He said, "It's just an incredible technology." When Fravor was asked if he knew of any similar technology on Earth, he responded, "Nothing that we can come. Nothing that can come down from space." hang out for three hours and they'll go and then go back up. So you kind of see a little bit of difference in the way these guys are being treated. You've got Graves and Fravor who simply claim to see the UFO. Now they've kind of been I wouldn't say ignored, but just kind of put off to the side a little bit. But then this guy Grush comes out and he's making all kinds of accusations about where the bodies are buried, alien bodies that is, where that ships have been recovered. And now we see some really kind of, I don't know, almost seems like dark tactics happening. We have to ask ourselves, is he simply just, I mean, is everything he said true? Take it it at face value, and now this guy is just being uh, crucified because he has had a mental health crisis, apparently. Or did they pick him in the first place to kind of feed this stuff along with him, uh, knowing that he was predisposed to this, knowing that you know this was in there, that they could somehow down the road, after he made all these revelations, uh, tear him down like a straw man. So that what they're actually what they're doing is they're creating a limited hangout. And if we go to Wikipedia, it says a limited hangout or partial hangout is according to Spatial assistant to the deputy direct, director of the Central Intelligence Agency victor marchetti quote spy jargon for a favorite and frequently used gimmick of the clandestine professionals when their veil of secrecy is shredded and they could no longer rely on a phony cover story to misinform the public they resort to admitting sometimes even volunteering some of the truth while still managing to withhold the key and damaging facts in the case the public however is usually so intrigued by the new information that it never thinks to pursue the matter further. So could it be that David Gresh is simply uh, a victim where they fed him probably some stuff that was true, maybe a little bit of stuff that wasn't true, but knowing that he had uh, this going on in his life, uh, that they could bring this up later on? I don't know. they just maybe have let this, all this talk that he's brought to the surface come forward to kind of let the steam off of things a little bit. And then when it's gotten too far or too many questions have been asked or too many Congress people are involved, then they look for a way uh, to discredit and deperson this guy. And it seems like that could be what's happening here. Maybe this mental health uh, crisis that he experienced provided them with that perfect uh, opportunity. Uh, really r- really just kind of shows you the level of hardball that we're dealing with here now i'll take a look at this article from the intercept i'm going to post this on the buy me a coffee website and about halfway through the article it actually shows you the FOIA request and the response that they got from this Loudon county sheriff's office now what happened was there apparently was a situation at this house that grush used to live in so it and the the uh, the report here says from the officer I'll just read through it real quick and then we'll go through the article. It says at approximately, now they give the address, but it doesn't give the gresh's name. On ten one eighteen at approximately eighteen fifty one hours, I was dispatched to fifteen six twenty four Avebury Manor Place in reference to a suicide threat. On a upon arrival I met with blank she advised that her husband blank had made a suicidal statement to her today so i'll go ahead and i'll read this uh report here from the deputy this is loudon county sheriff request and it then says redacted it gives the address and the date and and, and were, as i said this this article reports that this was the house that grush used to own him and his wife but anyway it says on 118 at approximately 1851 hours i was dispatched to 15 624 Avebury Manor Place in reference to a suicide threat upon arrival i met with blank she advised that her husband blank had made a suicidal statement to her today she went on to say that earlier this evening she saw that blank was drunk she told him that he was an alcoholic and that he needed to get help he replied quote i've just been waiting for you to kill me unquote I advised her that I needed more than that in order to take him into custody under an ECO. Sergeant Salamita attempted to call him with no success. I went to his house and knocked on the door, but he did not answer the door. The process for obtaining an echo was explained to her and she decided to get the magistrate to issue me an echo. At 20, 30 hours, Magistrate Waller issued an echo for Blank. I responded back to the house at 2145 hours and placed him in custody under the Echo. I transported him to Cornwall ER where Ashley from Mental Health interviewed him. After speaking with him, Ashley determined that she was going to have the magistrate issue a TDO for him. That means you are putting him in the psych ward. At, three, at 0315 hours, I executed the TDO and transported him upstate to lamps no further case closed so it looks like this person whoever it was uh, their wife called into the uh, sheriff's office and said he's suicidal the deputy shows up and says well I don't have enough evidence of that I just can't take him into a psych ward you know like that so she went and filed a complaint with a magistrate now I don't know about uh, here in Lowland County, but most states, you've got to show that the person is a danger to themselves or others to get them committed. A lot harder in some states than others, but usually it takes a couple people, relatives, friends, whatever, they're very close to the person or a professional to say, "I hey I heard this person make suicidal uh, threats or homicidal threats and then you can do something or else if they're just, you know, really out of it. But, but look, at, look at all the mentally ill people that are wandering our streets today as homeless victims and and if they don't want to get help, and in that state of mind, a lot of times they can't, uh, they're just not forced into treatment. So this this sounds a little, wow, a little tough to me. This poor guy, he's got PTSD. And if this is the case and you know there's a situation at home, there's a domestic situation, doesn't say anything about any kind of violence, just she says that, he's, that he made a comment about, hey, I'm waiting for you to kill me and that's enough to get him locked up anyway to me that's like a personal thing why they're throwing at this this at this guy after the hearings just seems so sketchy now this article is from the intercept.com it says ufo whistleblower kept secret kept security clearance after psychiatric detention the star witness of congress's ufo hearing david grush retained his clearance despite alleged substance abuse issues FOIA documents review written by Clint klippenstein this, the sad thing about this article is that it plays into so many uh, misconceptions and biases about mental illness and you know mental illness can come in a ton of different forms on a scale from uh, easily treatable to uh, real bad news and just to say this guy had an episode like this he had a mental health episode he ends up in a, in a, in a mental uh, psych ward or something sounds like maybe for a day or two Maybe he just needed some anti-anxiety medication or something. I don't know. But to say that he should be uh, precluded from having his national security clearance seems kind of tough to me. This is a non-human biological material recovered from purported UFO crashes, a decades-long secret program to reverse engineer extraterrestrial craft, a government cover-up employing administrative terrorism to silence truth-tellers. These are some of the extraordinary claims made to Congress by Major, by Major David Grush, a 36-year-old retired air force intelligence officer who also served as an advisor to the pentagon's unidentified aerial phenomena task force last month the house oversight committee opened an investigation after Gresh claimed he was retaliated against for blowing the whistle on the u.s government's alleged uap recovery program security clearances of the sort Gresh has held are subject to strict requirements including the regarding psychological episodes and substance abuses. Grush has used his high-level clearance to shore up his credibility, telling the committee, I was cleared to literally all relevant compartments in a position of extreme trust in both my military and civilian capacities. At this point in the article, I'm getting the feeling this is kind of a hit piece. I have to tell you. But police records obtained by the Intercept under the Virginia Freedom of Information Act revealed that on October 1st, 2018, Gresh was committed to a mental health facility based in part on a report that he made a suicidal statement after Gresh's wife told him he was an alcoholic and suggested that he could help. Okay, I have to disagree with that. I, I think that that's just uh, not correct. It says right there in the sheriff's statement, that the, 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 the law enforcement officer went there okay he talked to the wife and assuming this is Gresh's wife and she told him what he said about i've been waiting for you to kill me so uh that's the statement that these guys had access to i don't know what Gresh said to that mental health provider once he was in the ER maybe he said something maybe he didn't but let's be clear about that the reason that he went the reason that he was committed to a mental health facility was that after law enforcement responded to the wife's claim she went to the magistrate and got an order to have him evaluated so maybe she told the magistrate something different than that i don't know but it it, we we don't know that because apparently it's still sealed i guess i don't know and then after he was evaluated then the mental health worker apparently made a decision that he needed to uh stay a couple nights or a night or whatever long it was in this mental health facility for evaluation so they're making a leap there uh, did and to say it was suicidal do we know a suicidal maybe that could I'm not saying this is a case but the, the comment that I've been waiting for you to kill me uh, that could be made by somebody who was afraid that their mate was actually gonna kill him so this author here I think has made a leap that, that he doesn't he's not justified in making it goes on and says, quote, husband asked complainant to kill him. No, that's not what it says. That's not that's not what it says uh, here in the report. It says he replied, I've just been waiting for you to kill me. So you do you see how they're twisting the words here? It's like a, it's like this it's like the writer of this article is trying to deperson this guy. I I just I find this kind of uh, kind of disgusting in a way if you've uh, known had loved ones who've had mental health issues uh, a little bit of understanding can go a long way so for them just to just to sit here and just and just smash on this guy like this I just think it's terrible he goes on as his husband asked complaining to kill him I'm not seeing that in the complaint a police report produced by Loudon County sheriff states he is very angry guns are locked up now that's what she told the cops Okay, that's what it says here. She went on to say, and she went on to say that earlier this evening, she saw that Blank was drunk. She told him that he was an alcoholic and that he needed to get help. He replied, I've just been waiting for you to kill me. I advised her that I needed more than that. That's a cop telling her I can't arrest him in order to take him into custody under an an ECO. Sergeant Salamita attempted to call him with no success. I went to his house and knocked on the door, but he did not answer the door. The process for obtaining an echo was explained to her, and she decided to get the magistrate to issue an echo. So the cop goes there and he says, I can't arrest this guy. I can't take this guy into the psych ward. You have to have a court order for that. You just can't go pick somebody up. Shipping can make or break a sale, so optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code POD. That's ShipStation.com with the code POD. If that cop thought that this guy was a, a clear and present danger to himself or others, believe me, they could have gotten that house. But it says here that they attempted to call him with no success. I went to the house and knocked on the door, but he did not answer the door. So the police officer didn't even have any contact with this guy until after he got the court order from uh, the magistrate, okay? And there's comments, he did. this is from the cops. He did not make suicidal threats. He is an alcoholic. She told him that he needed to get some help. He said, I've just been waiting for you to kill me. That's in the summary here. So the cop looks at the situation. He's like, well, it's a husband and wife. They're having a fight. You know, he's not, obviously, he's not a threat to kill himself like immediately. He tells her, if you're really worried about this, you need to go talk to it. You need to go file uh, a request with a, with the judge. And uh, that's what you do. When you want to get somebody involuntarily committed, you have to go to a magistrate. Uh, you take in, you uh, um, a couple of, of uh, you just, you, they can be handwritten letters from the people that usually the family members or loved ones explain to the judge, I heard this person say at this time they wanted to kill themselves or they wanted to kill somebody else or this person has done this or that. To And then the judge has to decide. The judge decides, I don't know about Virginia, but in at least my state, then the judge makes a decision. Is this person a danger to himself or others? And if he decides that, yeah, they are, then they can uh, send them to a, hospital or whatever, usually there'll be like a preliminary uh, uh, observation by a psychiatrist, and then that psychiatrist will make the determination whether or not to send the person off to like a psychiatric hospital. So they kind of, they go through a process first to a judge, uh, then to like a hospital ER setting where they're examined by a psychiatrist, and then on to a uh, psychiatric hospital if that's needed there's a process you have to go through. And they're making it seem like this guy was just, you know, like like he was in a complete psychotic break. And I'm not seeing that. I'm just seeing a guy who maybe was intoxicated who made a comment to his wife that The the Intercept is is perceiving as suicidal. Now, what he said um, that we're not told about, I don't know. But something must have been said uh, because at, at any rate, he ends up getting committed, okay and apparently treated for this thing and carries on. It goes on, says Grush did not respond to requests for comment, email via his lawyer, or to a voicemail on his phone. But on Tuesday evening, Ross Coulter, an Australian independent journalist who covers UFOs and has interviewed Grush, posted a statement attributed to Grush on X, the platform formerly known as Twitter. Quote, it has come to my attention that The Intercept intends to publish an article about two incidents in 2014 and 2018, that highlights previous struggle, personal struggles I had with post-traumatic stress disorder, grief, and depression. The statement reads, as I stated under oath in my congressional testimony over credentialed intelligence and military personnel, provided myself and my colleagues information I transmitted to the intelligence community inspector general, and I took the leadership role to represent the concerns of distinguished and patriotic individuals. Grush's wife, Jessica Grush, did not respond to several requests for comment. That poor lady. A former colleague expressed shock that he retained his clearance after the 2014 incident, which was also documented in public records obtained by The Intercept. Quote, I think it's like any insular group, once you're in, they generally protect their own, said the former colleague who asked not to be named because they feared professional reprisals. The former colleague said that the 2014 incident was known to Grush's superiors a claim that Coulter appeared to confirm in an interview on NewsNation, a, subs- a subscription television network owned by Nextdoor Media. While the intelligence community and the Defense Department clearly accepted, there was no issue because he was allowed to keep his security clearance. On the evening of October 1, 2018, Grush's wife contacted the Lowney County Sheriff's Office to report that Grush was drunk and suicidal, according to the report she told him that he was an alcoholic and that he needed to get help according to a narrative account from the sheriff's office he replied i've just been waiting for you to kill me yeah so it goes over this a little bit here it says uh, though the names were redacted the document described his husband and wife at a home that grush and his wife owned at the time according to loudon county records the property has since been sold the incident report also describes the subject as air force international guard and previously active duty air force grush served in the air force and the air national guard the man could be violent and very strong the man could be violent comma very strong the report notes adding that he might be suffering from ptsd sometimes makes these threats when drunk the report continues he has never harmed himself okay Well, let's just be let's be clear in the report, we see that the deputy hadn't even talked to the guy. So this is all coming from, I don't know, the guy's wife that called in or whoever was there. This is all secondhand stuff. The narrative case report describes law enforcement officers detaining Gresh under an emergency custody order and taking him to a local emergency room where a mental health specialist decided to ask a magistrate to issue a temporary detention order based on the Order an officer transferred Gresh to Loudon Adult Medical Psychiatric Services and Inpatient Program in the Innova Loudon Cornwall Medical Campus in Leesburg. Well, they're kind of leaving out a couple steps here, and that is that uh, the police officer explained to the wife at the scene that he couldn't take the guy in based on what he saw. That she had to go get a, a court order, which she did, and even then the judge didn't commit him. The judge sent him in to be examined at, you know at, at the hospital by psychiatrists i suppose or a mental health worker who then decided to send him to Inova Loudon. so we don't know what all is going on there it says a separate police report dated october 13th 2014 describes a similar incident a 27 year old male threatening suicide at a property that the county records show was owned at the time by and his ex-wife Kendall mcmurray that property is been sold the report notes that he is violent and has access to a weapon mcmory did not respond to multiple requests for comment now i'm they're not showing that report here wow two republican members of the house oversight committee representative anna Polina luna and tim birchard were asked with organizing the july 26 hearing after Gretchen's whistleblower claims became public not all House Republicans are supportive of the effort. And then it just kind of goes on to talk about this Representative Turner who says he doesn't uh, believe any of it. it. It This this article, to me, is pretty uh, clearly directed uh, against Gresh. Uh, it talks a little bit about culture, comparing him to, to Daniel Ellsberg. You know, this is a big sidetrack to me. We've got this guy... Uh, you know, a veteran. He comes forward with these whistleblower allegations. Uh, he says that he's got a bunch of more names he can name. He's been in the, he's, he's kind of become the focus of this whole uh, UFO uh, question about whether or not the deep state is hiding stuff. Now, all they have to do is put David Grush's picture front and center and destroy this guy, deperson him, and then what they've done is, they've allowed a, uh, a vehicle for all of the debunkers and the people who are afraid to, uh, afraid to face reality here to say, well, look, this UFO stuff, stuff, it's all a bunch of nonsense. Look, the guy that brought it up, he's crazy. He's suicidal, he's an alcoholic and say all these nasty things about this guy. And that what that does is it allows the people that could have created this whole situation, it allows them to, sure, Bring forward all of the UFO uh, information in generalities. Talk about it. Let the people on the one the one side of the issue that actually believe that UFOs are real. Let them think that well, maybe there'll be some disclosure. Maybe people are finally recognizing this stuff. You know, let them feel recognized for what they see as real. Let a little steam out of the kettle, and then right when it gets to a crescendo where this guy has this big meeting, the the big hearings. He makes these revelations, but he doesn't actually come out and name names or give the locations of where the craft or the bodies are at, but he does imply all this stuff. So let him do that. Let him get it all out there while we hide the real facts. And then right when it looks like maybe he's going to start naming names, then you bring up this mental health crisis. These two crises from 14 and 18, and you just blast the guy. And when you do that, then you try to destroy his character as a witness. All of a sudden, all this talk about David Gresh whistleblower becomes David Gresh mental patient. And the whole thing just kind of just kind of cools back down. You, you turn the stove off. The water kind of slows down from a raging boil down to just lukewarm. And you start all over again. That's what you call a limited hangout. And we have to ask ourselves, Has David Grush been used as a limited hangout? Until next time, this is UFO Warning, over and out.